time of worship. We thank you for this worship experience, oh God, where we expect you to have your will, God. We expect you to show up and show out. We expect you to heal and deliver. We expect you to come in and move, oh God. Oh God, we thank you, oh God. We worship you, oh God. We can't worship you enough, oh God. We worship you, oh God. Oh God, how we worship you today, oh God. Oh God, we love you and adore you, oh God. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen.
Verses 1 through 6, and I'll be reading from the King James Version. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellence, greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the tremble and dance. Praise him with strings, instruments, and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise you the Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his work. Amen. Good morning, church. At this time, we're going to have prayer. I want everybody to just think and reflect back on how it's been this week, and especially here in Portland, how it's been with the weather and how things have gone, and some people have lost their lives. Jesus, please help us. Thank you so much for looking over us. Thank you so much for helping our pastor, helping our church, helping the congregation, Jesus. We want you to walk through the hospitals now and just put your arms around the people that need you, Jesus. Please help the ones that are right here that have been sleeping outside in the cold, Jesus. And please, Jesus, don't forget us. Those are your worthy servants that, Jesus, we try every day to do something that will show light in your favor because we love you that much. Jesus, we want you to walk with us, and we want you to talk with us. We want you to carry us around every time you walk with us. We want you to see us as we are, Jesus. Please help us to understand that what we do is for you, not for somebody else. We have to make it on our own, Jesus. We can only do it if we have you in our lives. Jesus, we're asking you to step in and step all around. Guide each and every one of us by the hand, Jesus, because we can't make it with us. We want you to just go ahead and just lead us. Take us somewhere. Take us to where we haven't been somewhere. The people, sometimes, Jesus, we, we kind of wonder what's going on in our life. Sometimes we, 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 we don't look back and think about how you helped us. We don't think about how that day that we decided not to go somewhere and that all of a sudden that place got blew up. Something happened. Somebody had an accident. But you, in some your way, you told us, we should stay. We should stay in some place. Please continue to watch over Jesus. We want to know what you're doing. We say we're doing something. We're waiting on Jesus. But what are we doing while we're waiting? What are we doing while we're waiting? Please, Jesus, continue to pray. Continue to pray 
Jesus, because that's the only way we're going to get in. That's the only way we're going to see things. Jesus, please help this church. Help us so much. Help the members. Help all the people that are listening right now. Jesus, we love you so much. We just don't know what to do without you. Please guide us, Jesus. Guide us. Help us. Help us on our way. There's been so much going on right now, Jesus, that our minds can't get ourselves around it. But those of us know that it's you. You can control it all. You have everything in your power, and we understand that. Jesus, please help us. This we ask, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.
give the Lord thanks. We truly thank God for um, allowing us to make it to this point of worship. Amen. We thank God for Sister Kamisha giving us our prayer of worship. Sister Vicki Malone giving us our scripture reading. Brother Farrell Mack with our song and Minister Lidra with those songs. Amen. To get the blood circulating in our bodies. Amen. Get our hands to clapping and remind us of why we are here on today. Just want to stand and give us a few uh, pastoral observations, make a few announcements, and we want to um, remember to keep uh, lifted up in prayer our very own deaconess, Cassandra Robinson. Amen. Um, she has been under the doctor's care all week, and so we're praying that God will heal. Amen that God will step in and he will deliver, amen, and do what he does best, amen. How many of us know him to be a healer in this place? We know him to be a healer, so we're going to keep her lifted up. And not only her, we're praying for our very own mother, Carolyn Mays, and mother, Gloria McClendon, amen, amen. And we're praying for our deacon, Gwen, amen, and pray for each of us, amen, amen, that are going through Brother Kimmins, amen, and Deaconess Celeste um, just sent a text. They had a death, a death in their family. Evangelist Hardaway, we're keeping up praying for each other. Amen. Pray that God will heal her body. Amen. And comfort her family. Amen. And grant traveling grace. She has family coming for a memorial service. So let's keep Evangelist Hardaway and family lifted up in prayer. Amen. Amen. We're truly grateful to God. I want to remind you that every Tuesday and Thursday night, at 8 p.m., we gather for prayer. We don't leave home. You call in, amen? So if you get on the line, get on the line. Be ready to pray. Be ready to read a scripture. Be ready to sing a song. Be ready to say amen, amen? Amen. We just want to continue to, to pray together as a family. Wednesday night, we gather for Bible study. Have you been blessed by Bible study? Amen, amen. We have been having a hallelujah good time studying the Word of God, and having some deep conversation, amen, for folks who ain't so deep. Oh, y'all missed that, amen. I said we've been having deep conversations with folks that ain't so deep, amen, amen, but we've been having a good time in the Lord, talking about the Word of God, growing together in the Word of God, so I want to encourage you to continue to do that, amen. Uh, we do have a couple of things coming up in the month of February. Somebody shout February. Amen. We know that February is Black History Month. Amen. And so for the first Sunday, Sister Kamisha is asking us to throw some red in there with our black and white. Amen. Amen. So we're on first Sunday, and then you'll hear the rest of the list next week. Amen. But we just want to get, get that in your, your spirit now. Amen. For first Sunday, throw a touch of red with your black and white. Amen. And then on, um, we are going to uh, the Women's Conference out, Victory Outreach starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Um, and I forgot those tickets, amen, so I will make sure to have those tickets for um, those that said they wanted to go. I'll make sure I'll get it to you. I left them on the TV stand this morning, um, but I just want to get that to you. Um, our church anniversary committee uh, we will be meeting on Monday, February the 5th at 7 p.m. So for those of you that are here, 
remember we're on Zoom. For those of you that are on the phone, remember that we are on Zoom. That's going to be on the 5th of February. And then Wednesday, the 7th of February, which is the first of the month, we have prayer. And then following prayer, I would like for us to have a small family meeting. Amen. There's some things we need to talk about so that we can move forward in ministry, and there's some things that we need to um, discuss. Um, Brother Farrell, what we talked about getting ready for that meeting, well, I mean, we need to have it, but it's not of urgency because the heat is working next door now. We, we, We went next door before the snowstorm, and the heat in the fellowship hall would not come on. The only heat that was working was in my office, and it worked in the office and the bathroom. And we came down here after the storm, and all the heat was on over there. <laughs> came in the building, and it felt good. It was like we had just left. So, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without us. Keep on blessing us. Amen. Keep on blessing us. So we, we, we want to transition to ductless heating system, uh, and we thought we were going to have to do it right away, but we, we don't, so we can do our homework and take our time in the research. Amen? So we are, we're going to work on that, but I do want us to come together to talk together as a family. Um, the next thing that's coming up for us um, is on the 17th of February from 10 to 11 fitness followers, followers of fitness, amen? We're going to be doing some working out, amen, at 10 to 11. That's here in the fellowship hall. So come with your workout clothes. Don't come in your church suit, amen? Come in your workout clothes so you can work out. And you say, well, I can't stand. She got exercises for you in the chair, amen? So there's no excuse, no excuse. Come and figure out how to move your body, how to keep your limbs going. You know, if you don't use your muscles, what happens to them? All right. So we need to learn how to use our muscles, whether we're sitting in a chair or we're standing up, and we need to learn how to pump the blood in our heart and keep the oxygen circulating through our body. Amen? Um, For anyone that's interested, Emmanuel Temple Church will be having their matters of the heart on the 17th at 1 o'clock, they'll be having a play. The admission is free, so you are welcome uh, to go to Emmanuel Temple on the 17th. And then I want to find out how many of you are curious to know about social justice? How many of you are interested in social justice? Are you interested in knowing what Uh, white America is saying at the dinner table that they are not saying to us in public? Are you curious to know how can I here in 2024 begin to allow God to move all the anger and hatred and bitterness in my heart toward white America for what they did to my ancestors. Are you interested in that? Are you interested in in one day having a conversation with white America? 
Are you ready to get to a place of healing so that when white America gets to a place of healing and they come and ask for forgiveness, we can forgive them. Are you ready to have those type of conversations? I've been working with Bishop Wells, C.T. Wells, and the Coalition of African and African-American Pastors on what they've been calling conversations. This is the fourth conversation, and all of these conversations have been building up to get the black church to a place that we can have this conversation without having anger and bitterness in our hearts. And then on the other side, we are working with the white evangelical pastors and churches to get them to a place where they can say, I know that our forefathers did black people wrong and we are apologizing. And we're going to do what we can because God created us all equal as one body in Christ. We want to come together and we want to destroy hatred. We want to destroy the division because when we get to heaven, we ain't going to be able to fuss and fight about who black and who white. So at Emmanuel Temple on the 23rd and the 24th of February will be conversation number four. If you want to attend, please let me know because the church is going to pay the registration. It's a $25 registration for both days. I was on the phone. We've been, we've been meeting with PCC, George Fox University, We've been meeting with these colleges, and they are in the process of trying to make these conversations be accredited. George Fox, the dean of theology, says, I want this to be an accredited program ran through the coalition of African and African-American pastors. So we're in the process. All of the speakers that have been here um, these last three um, conversations have all been book writers, authors, and, and activists in their community. Our speaker for our 40th church anniversary is Bishop Leela Daltrey. Y'all be looking for her name when the Democrats began to do they're running around getting ready for the convention that's going to be held in August and December. Because when President Donald, um, Bill Clinton was, um, when Hillary was running for president, um, Bishop Daltrey worked on the Democratic convention platform. I know I'm not explaining it, you know, right. But, but she had a work in, a hand in the work. She is a bishop in the church of God. She is a black woman. She's all about community. She's all about change. I met her last year. She will be here with us in August for our 40th church anniversary. The speaker on the 23rd and the 24th, his name is Dr. Miguel Della Torre. He is an author. He is a professor in Denver. 
I had the opportunity of reading one of his books in uh, one of my classes, how to do how to have Christian ethics in the margins. Um, so he's all about black and brown people that are Christians, how we live ethically, ethically in this world. So he will be here. And so the two days would be a certificate if we were in already accredited with George Fox. You would have received a certificate. So let's, let's show up so that George Fox can see that this community is serious about this change and we're serious about our education. It's always good to have a certificate from, from a university. You don't have to hold no big degrees, but them certificates start adding up to stuff. They start adding up to stuff. So we, we want to be praying for that event. And then on the 25th, somebody shout the 25th. Oh, Landmark Day. Yes, 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 yes. I must. Okay. <laughs> we will be having Oh, Landmark Day. Amen. And we, and y'all, um, that day is also Brother Farrell's birthday. Amen. Amen. But we will be here in our overalls and our aprons and our bonnets and our little cute little dresses. And the Mother's Ministry have been working really hard to plan um, our event. Um, afterwards, dinner will be a plated dinner. Amen. So you don't have to cook nothing. You don't have to bring anything. It will be a plated dinner. We're still in COVID, but we still want to fellowship with each other. Amen. So we're going to have a plated dinner. Your plate will be given to you, and then we can eat and fellowship, and that's it. Amen. So that's the 25th. Mother Kimmins, is there a special assessment? $25. They're asking for yes, for us to give $25 to the Mother's Ministry for the assessment for Old Landmark Day. Amen? That's $25. Well, Pastor, how can I give my $25 for Old Landmark Day? How can I give my $33.33 for the church anniversary? Put it in an offering envelope, write your name on it, put the, the date, the amount, and put what it goes to. Amen? And if you are, are not here and you want to send money, do y'all know put people send us money from, I'm not even going to put people on blast, but we get money coming from all, all over the United States. People sowing into our ministry. So we're not the only ones pouring into our ministry. And I want to say thank you to those of you that ask your family and friends to give. So how can they give? It's Cash App. Dollar sign GSSMBCPDX. And they can give any amount and it comes to the church and we give it to the church where they say designated to give. We give to the building fund. We give to the Avon R. Diva Scholarship Fund. We give to the 40th church anniversary. We give to the outreach. We give to Sunday school. That building, I said that. We give to the pastor. Amen. We give to the pastor. Amen. So you can you can give money wherever you want to give it. Amen. Yeah. I just sent some money and 
Okay, she got you. Okay. All right, and I'll call you and talk about it, and then you can tell me what your heart passion is, all right? Everything. Okay, everything. Amen. Everything. Amen. So our 25th church anniversary is coming up. Yes, sir! Amen. August the 25th. Amen. 40th. Sorry. Our 40th church anniversary. Thank you for helping me out. Our 40th church anniversary is coming up, so we're excited about it. Amen. Tell somebody, tell somebody, amen, to be a part. Amen. Uh, we want to worship God in our giving. Uh, so if we can get that offering basket to come this way, can somebody bring that offering basket and set it right here on the floor? And then as people want to give, you can give. We're going to get some songs of praise and worship. We're going to give. We're going to do all that at the same time. Look what the Lord has blessed us with. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going we're gonna to get it ready. We're going to get it running. We're going we're gonna to have it ready for next week. Amen. You'll see announcements. You'll see the lyrics, the songs. You'll see, you know, just a lot of stuff. Amen. So come on and clap your hands. Thank God for the gift that came to us during Christmas for Christ. Amen. And you can still give, amen, because Christmas is every day. Come on, tell your neighbor, Christmas is every day. You ain't got to stop giving because December is over, amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's give the Lord some praise, and let's lift him up, and you can bring your offering all at the same time. Thank you. 
Jehovah. There is none like the Prince of Peace. There is none like our Savior. There is none like our Protector, our Deliverer. I want to invite you to come to the altar. It is at the altar where we find the strength, the help, the courage that we need to make it through this world. As we come to the altar, we are praying that God will give us a better understanding of his word. Come on, y'all, come in this way. We are praying that God will help us to hold fast to his word. We are praying that God will give us a better understanding of his word. We are praying that we will live in obedience to his word. We are praying for grace and mercy to help us to honor God and the word that he's going to speak to us today. And may this word give us hope, give us courage. I'm going to invite Evangelist Hardaway to come and give us our prayer. Following that prayer, we'll have a solo by our own deaconess, Selma Harris. Following that will be the word of God. Dear Jesus, we just want to thank you for another opportunity to come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you have entered into our hearts and spirit, Lord God. Not only for ourselves, but, Lord, you have came, Lord God, that we can come and pray and intercede, Lord God, for others. Lord, we just want to cry out in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just ask you to come in and have your way, Lord God. We ask you to move in us, Lord God, as only you can do. Lord, we seek your will. We seek your ways, Lord God. We ask you to come in in the midst, Lord, of our confusion, Lord, our fear, our doubt. We ask you to come in, Lord God, and restore and bring forgiveness into us, Lord God. Share your spirit of love in us, Lord God. Bless us to be that light that you have called us to be, Lord God. Give us your strength, Lord God, that we can endure our challenges because we know that there is no other name than the name of Jesus. Lord, we seek to the hills for which come our help and our strength, Lord. We cry out unto you, Lord God, who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can act or think according to your power that worketh in us. So, Lord, we're just praying today, Lord God. We're praying for holy grounds today, Lord God. We're asking you, Lord God, to anoint the ground today, Lord God. You say wherever the soles of our feet shall tread, you shall give it unto us. Lord God, we are praying for your people, Lord God, that are walking in this earth, Lord God. Lord, that are going out on these mission, mission, uh, ministries, Lord God, that are going out to preach the gospel all over the world, Lord God. Lord, we're praying for where these people, Lord, and these mercy ships, and they're going out, Lord God, bringing medicine operation to the people that need it, Lord God. We're praying for those of them that are taking food all over the nations, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because you are unlimited, God. You are unresourceful, God. Lord, you can move in places that we don't even know about. But, Lord, we are calling on the name of Jesus this day. And we are asking you, Lord, move in the hospitals. Move in the nursing homes today, Lord. Move in the orphanage today, Lord God. 
Touch the hearts of those of them that are feeling broken and alone at this time, Lord God. Heal their spirit, Lord God. Let them know, Lord God, that you do not leave us nor forsake us. But when we call on the name of Jesus, Lord, you have no just here, but Lord, you reaches out for us, Lord God. So, Lord, we are just praying, Lord God, touch your people today, Lord God. Anoint the grounds today, Lord God. Restore unto your people, Lord God. Give back what you have taken back from the devil for us, Lord God. Your love, your peace, your joy, your healing, Lord God. And we say thank you, Lord God. And we thank you for meeting every prayer need today, Lord God. For going all overseas and fighting for your chosen land, Israel, Lord God. Meet the hearts of their enemies, Lord God. And, Lord, we just say thank you because this world, it all belongs to you. And every soul that is in it, it all belongs to you. So, Lord, we ask you today for the heart and the compassion and the love of your spirit that we can be a blessing to each other, Lord God. And we say this prayer in the name of Jesus forever. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've had some good days, and I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days, and some weary nights, but when I look around, and I think things over. All of my good days, I weigh my bad days. I won't, I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds get low. I can hardly see the road. I ask the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? He knows what's best for me, even though my weary eyes can't see. But I
Thank you, Deaconess. Come on and put your hands together and bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Evangelist Hardaway. Amen. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of your heart, of my heart, be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. Thank you for your word that is life-building, that gives us direction, that gives us correction. Your word, Father, leads us and guides us to all truth and righteousness, and we bless your holy name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but my soul is right happy on today. Bless your name, Jesus. The book of Joel, the book of Joel. Our lesson comes from chapter 2, and we want to, again, address this subject, this conversation about sin. <laughs> um, it is uh, something that we can't ignore. It is something that we see daily. We witness sin. We witness people living in disobedience to God's word. We see the lack of care for humanity 
and God in the world. But the prophet Joel speaks to us today to help us see how God's word can be manifested in our own lives and cause us to be obedient to help those who are disobedient see the goodness of God, to see that there is hope, to see that we are trying to advance the kingdom of God by living a changed life. Anybody in here living a changed life? Yeah, we, we, we might not be what we used to be. Thank God for that. But we ain't what we ought to be because we're still striving to do better. I tell the children and the younger generations, be the change you expect to see. And that's what it is. That's what Joel is saying to us today. If we want to see change, we need to be that change. We can't wait on everybody else to do it because they're looking for somebody else to do it. Why not it be me? Why not it be us? But the book of Joel, the book of Joel, the central theme is all about salvation. It's all about the people of God turning back to God. At the time, they called him Yahweh. We know Yahweh is just another name for God. But Yahweh is, 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 is the one who created us. He is the sustainer. He is our salvation. He is our salvation. And this letter, that this book is a book of prophecy, and what the, the author of our Sunday school lesson wanted us to understand is that we as believers must have a change of heart. We must have a change of heart. Our behavior must respond to the word of God. We must have a change of heart, and our behavior must respond to the word of God. We must appreciate the plan that God had for us way before we was even born. Well, what plan was that, Pastor? Well, God saw what a mess Adam, Abraham, Noah, Jonah, Joseph. He saw the mess that they lived in. He saw what 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 the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were going to have to go through. He knew that we would one day need a Savior. So before the foundation of the world, he had already planned. I got a backup plan. If they mess it up, I'm going to need you, my son, to go down and redeem them. And I'm going to need you, my helper, the Holy Ghost, to go keep them. Before the foundation of the world, God had this conversation with Jesus and the Holy Ghost. 
They was on the scene after creation. So what we need to learn from this lesson is to understand and try to reduce the sin in our own lives. <laughs> reduce the sin in our own lives. When we can do that, then we can help others. Joel chapter 2. The book of Joel chapter 2. I'm going to be reading it from the King James Version. It says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. We're on page 214 for those of you that are following in the Sunday school book, 214. Verse 2 says, a day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there hath not been ever the like. Neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of my generations. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Verse 14 says, Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and drink offering unto the Lord your God. And it shall, verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. And be upon the servants and upon the handmaidens. In those days will I pour out my spirit. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing of his holy word. Joel chapter 2 verse 1 starts out by getting our attention. When you hear anything blow, you're going to stop and see what's going on. I was at I was here, Minister Lee and I was here last night and we were in the, the fellowship hall and I was uh, standing 
uh, cleaning the bathroom and I heard a horn honking. I don't know anybody honking for me. <laughs> but I stopped cleaning up to go see who was honking their horn. Anytime you hear something blow or a loud sound, it's going to get your attention. And that's what was happening here with the children of Israel. The prophet wanted to get their attention. He had a message from God that everyone was supposed to hear. And so the way to get their attention, he blew this trumpet. It's just like the ram's horn that we hear on Sunday morning for worship. It's to get your attention. It's to cause you to focus. It's to cause you to snap out of whatever it is you're thinking about that don't have nothing to do with God and all of his righteousness. So he wanted everybody, wherever they were, to hear this sound because the day of the Lord was at hand. These, this is preparing the body of Christ for what the lesson calls a sky College, mm, a sky college code. I can't even say it. Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord. I got it written down here. These are the events relating to the end of the world. Eschatology. Thank you, Jesus. Eschatology. These are the events pertaining to the end of the world. That, that's what verse 2 was talking about. Look at it. A day of darkness and gloominess. A day of cloud and of thick darkness. People are going to be running around trying to figure out what's going on. A bunch of confusion for those that are unbelievers. For those who have not read the word. That's what verse 1 was, calling our attention. Verse 2 was talking to us about the end days. The day of judgment. The day that Christ returns. Verse 12 and 13 are instructions for us. See what he says? Turn to God with your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rip your heart, not your clothes. These are our instructions. This is the word from the Lord. I want your heart, not your clothes. I want your heart, not your material things. I want your heart. I want, I want your stinky thinking. I want your bad mouth. I want your nasty, stinky, ratchet attitude. That's what's in your heart. That's what he wants. He wants to rip it up. Oh, Jesus. It's a terrible note. But this is what he wants to happen to our heart. Make sure I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> this is what he wants to happen to our heart. Because he can't do nothing with it the way that it is. He needs it broken up so he can put it back together again. Because when he put it back together, we won't have this ratchet thinking. We won't have these nasty thoughts. We won't be nice nasty. 
but we'll be full of love, joy, peace, happiness, contentment, hope, righteousness, when God can get our hearts. Verses, um, the rest of this, are 13 and 14, and verse 20 and 29, it is a promise to us. If we do 12 and 13, have you ever been promised something? If you if you if you be good, I I buy you I buy you I buy you that toy you wanted. You remember hearing that? If you love me, I'll buy you a new coat. That's when you get older. You know that that, that promise thing. If you if you do this, I'll do this. Well, God is saying to us. He said to the children of Judah, the children of Israel, if you repent. Sincerely repent with your heart. I'll give you a blessing. I'll give you a blessing. And look at what this blessing is. He says, he says, I'm I'm gonna pour out my spirit on all flesh. What do that mean, Pastor? That means we'll all have the same mind. We'll all have the same heart's desire and passion to advance the kingdom of God to tell others about Jesus Christ. Look at the Old Testament. This is Joel, the Old Testament. Promise of the Holy Spirit in this pasture was manifested in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. When the apostle Peter preached, when, the, when they were in the upper room, the Holy Spirit fell on all of them. That wasn't something that was new. That was something that Joel told them was going to happen before Peter probably was even born. That, that God is going to come and pour his spirit out on flesh. The people of, of Judah lived in a small providence. And, and, and they, they lived under such um, authority that had such a great influence over their lives that they forgot what God had brought them through and what God had told them through Moses. The Ten Commandments, he said, love the Lord thy God. He said, have no other God before me. They had forgot those teachings. And they started worshiping the God of the sex, the God of the sun, the God of the grass, the God of the grasshopper, the God of the eggnog, the God of this, the God of that. They started worshiping all the gods except for the one that provided for them, the one that protected them, the one that watched over them, the one that healed them. He said, what the heck is going on? Y'all have forgotten what I said. I said I would protect you. I would provide for you. All you got to do is obey me. All you got to do is live with your whole heart. Even today, this prophecy of Joel is on the church. But we don't even live like it. We won't even speak truth. We won't even speak righteousness. 
We won't even lay hands on the sick that they may recover. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is upon us to do, to mend up the brokenhearted, to give sight to those that are blind, not just physically, but spiritually, not just spiritually, but physically. But you got to believe. You got to want it. You got to repent. Now, let me, let me talk about this word repent because I gave us the definition of repent last week. And I thought that I had lost y'all when my when my show said the show had ended. I don't know if y'all heard it or not, but I'm going to give it to you again. Repent means to acknowledge that you have sinned. Sin is anything that will separate you from the love of God. Sin is anything that don't look like God. You must acknowledge that you have sinned. I must acknowledge that I have sinned. Then I must confess to God that I sinned. Then I must pray and ask God to forgive me of that sin. Then I must walk away from that sin. Turn my back on it. Never to revisit that sin again. Remember, I told us last week that lying and, and cheating and, and stealing and murder and all of that, yeah, that's a sin. But so is being disobedient. So is being slowful and lazy. So is being hard-headed, stiff-necked. So is not being kind. All of that is a sin. So in discord is a sin. Keeping up confusion is a sin. Backbiting, murmuring, and complaining is a sin. Bible says confess it. Acknowledge it. And you know what? The Lord showed me something else too because we 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 forgot. We we act like we so saved and we so sanctified that we ain't never done nothing. But being judgmental is a sin. Just because they didn't stop partying, when you stop partying, don't mean they just doomed to hell. Because God saved you, how come he can't save them? Being so hard, that's a sin. What? He says, be gentle as a dove, wise as a serpent. So the children of Israel, they were a mess, like us today. We live in a world where we need the prophetic voice to come alive. We need the prophetic witness to come alive. Prophecy is a function to teach us to desire God's will in our lives. That's what the prophecy is. That's what teaching the word of God is supposed to do. Help us to have a desire for the will of God to be done in our lives. I don't understand how people can sit up under the preaching and teaching of the word of God and still not change. I'm confused. It baffles me every time I think about it. It makes me straight up angry and mad and upset that you allow such words not to penetrate your heart and your mind that you would want to die and go to hell. Yeah. 
Because that's what that's going to lead. No repentance. No repentance of sin. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 that if you willfully sin, continue to willfully sin, the blood of Jesus won't even be able to protect you from the punishment you're going to give. Yes, there are punishments. There are repercussions, consequences, repercussions, if we don't honor God. So what happens here? In this message, we find the children of Israel have been given a warning. A message was sent to the people of Israel. The warning was to be communicated to all of Judah, to be um, announced clearly that the day of the Lord was at hand. The war is being waged against the mighty army of God. Don't you know that Satan don't want none of us to talk about the goodness of the Lord? Satan don't want none of us to say, I'm living with a righteous mind and to walk in truth and holiness. Satan don't want that. So the horn was sounded, and the people were to sanctify themselves with fasting and prayer. Okay? How do I sanctify myself? We don't have a Jordan River to go wash ourselves in. We ain't going to go down to the Columbia. We ain't going to go down to Willamette. We're not even going to go down there on, on Soviet Island. We, we ain't going to go nowhere and dip ourselves in some water and say we're getting clean to be used by God. And so the only way that we can be sanctified, and sanctified means to be set apart so that God can use us, is through prayer and fasting. Again, fasting is just not pushing away the plate. Because we, we, the world now is doing this fasting because they want to lose weight. What is it called? Intermediate fasting? They're making money off of it. Something that was to be used for the body of Christ. So fasting means, it also can mean no social media for the next week. No TV for the next week. No smoking cigarettes for the next week. No drinking alcohol for the next week. I'm not going to cuss next week. Fasting is more than just pushing away the plate. Okay. So we want to be sanctified. We want to set ourselves apart to be used for God's purpose. All right? There's an urgent call for the young and the old to live a sanctified life. You're never too young, and you're never too old. God uses as a symbol for the people um, this, 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 this terminology to repent. God wants his people to repent, but repentance must be a complete change of heart. He uses this example, don't tear your clothes, tear your heart. Rend your heart, rip your heart, not your clothes. He uses that as a symbol to help us have a change of heart. 
Don't you know the only way that we can have a change of heart is if we allow God in our minds? We were riding in the car the other day, and a song came on, and the man said, if you don't say it, it ain't going to happen. I told the folk in my car, y'all need to be saying something. Because a man say, if you, don't, if you don't speak it in the atmosphere, it ain't going to happen. I want something God to happen in my life. I want something good to take place. Thank you, William Murphy. So God is telling us here that we must repent. We are required to repent. We are required to change. We are required to move our hearts in the direction of God. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are required. God is so loving. He is so compassionate. He is so forgiving that he says when you do this, I'm going to pour out my blessing on you. And then, guess what? We got a double blessing. When the destruction comes, I'm going to protect you. You won't get caught up in the destruction of the world. You won't be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. I'm like, What's going on? What's happening? You will already know what's going on because you've read it in the word. You will already know. So this lesson today was to help us look beyond society's wealth, their power, and their dominion over race, the sexism and the prejudice, the capitalism, the socialism that we experience every day. God's word is to help us move past that, look past that, and see that there is hope. We can experience the hope of God if we repent, if we have a change of heart. God desires for us to be kind, to be loving, to be patient, to be forgiving, to be trustworthy. He desires for us to live a life of holiness and righteousness, to be set apart, that he can use us to advance the kingdom of God and to let this dying world know that God is love. And we don't have to live in sin. We don't have to live ashamed of the things that we did in the past. Because God has forgiven us. And you can't hold my past against me. Because you ain't got no heaven or hell to put me in. So the God I serve, he has forgiven me. And he's going to bless me. The God you serve, church family, he's saying to us today, repent sincerely. Have a change of heart. Not because your wife wants you to have it or your husband wants you to have it or your children want you to have it or because the neighbor next door needs you to have it. But have that change of heart because you want the blessings of the Lord. You want 
to see heaven and not hell. You want to live a life of eternity and not a life of complete damnation. Hmm. We're standing. We're standing. God is a God of second chances. Over and over again, we have seen his mercy in our lives. We have seen his power in our lives during the time of trouble. It is God's spirit who will guide us in our daily living, in our interactions with each other. We must live according to his will. This same spirit will be the spirit that we need to prophetically witness the voice of warning to those who have not believed, to those who have not heeded the call of salvation. Father God, we thank you for this lesson. We thank you for your word on today. And we thank you for the power that you have given to us. May we use our prophetic voice to speak a word of warning to those who are walking without hope, to those who are lost and confused, blind in this world. Let us be compassionate. Let us be loving. Let us use patience. And let us remember to live a life of sincere repentance. We love you today, Father, and we appreciate you for all that you've done. And now we pray this prayer in thy son Jesus' name. And may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us hence now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, and live holy every day. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Have a blessed day, family.